Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Hey, blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterizeBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go Blues! Get ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio! Let's have a dining brook! Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome to our special Friday lunchtime live show. This is Season 10, Episode 16 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, holiday celebrated, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockandthatidealife.com and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Friday, December 31st. I have my dates off here. Uh, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 334 all time. Join back with the show. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And today we are talking St. Louis Blues hockey. Guys, welcome. Any uh, any New Year's Eve uh, plans tonight before we get into some blues talk? Uh, let's see. For me, we have um, doing Let's Go Blues Radio in the afternoon. And that's about it. <laughs> uh, I got plans tomorrow night for Winter Classic. I figured that was would probably be a little more fun. I, I've never been a big New Year's guy. I don't like going out. Uh, even when I was in my 20s. Just the bars are too packed. It's too hard to get to the bar, to get to the bartender. Yes, the last couple of years, the wife and I have just enjoyed nice, quiet evenings at home and hung out, just the two of us, cheers at midnight, in bed by 1230. That's kind of how we've been. So tomorrow night's the bigger night for me. It's kind of like, a, uh, I guess if you go out on New Year's Eve, it's almost like a college atmosphere as far as like trying to get a beer at a bar. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not worth it right i mean it it depends i guess it depends where you go and and who you're with and and i don't know the atmosphere that the place is what i don't know but yeah it's it's it can be a hassle and and very busy and with omicron out there and just if you don't want to get sick i mean you know you yeah stay home bill what about you 
Yeah, we're um, we're definitely stay at homers. Um, I think the last time um, in this, Kurt will get this reference, and if any of our um, college friends will uh, listen to this, they'll get it. The last time that I did anything social on New Year's Eve was <laughs> the time we skated at oh. uh, Jeff's parents' house. Um, what year was that? Not, not uh, me. Yeah, not... 2000, yeah, Jeff Price, yeah. Um, Kurt's cousin Jeff. Yeah. Um, it was probably 2003, 2004. That was fun. So, that was a yeah. that was a that was a a small group of us uh, friends and stuff. We uh, uh, there it was balls cold, and uh, lake froze over, and we we skated uh, for a couple hours and uh, crossed over New Year's and celebrated New Year's uh, ice skating. It was it was fun. Yeah, it was a very long time ago, and then, uh, we've we've pretty much celebrated every uh, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve uh, at home since. Um, I mean, a lot of that a lot of that has to do with um, you know wanting to be home with the dogs and you know keeping them uh, calm with the fireworks. And when we lived in Cahokia, the gunfire. Um, but yeah, that's been a few years from right. now. Yeah. Although, well, that's Troy's that's not, from uh, Troy's the, still you get a little bit of it. Hoosier right. fireworks, right? Yeah. Right. Well, right. in Cahokia, you have the cowboys that are coming in, right, and facing the Indians mm. on the on the mound. That's right. That's that's, that's what happens there, right? <laughs> that's right. The, 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 that's the, what I always assumed. The, the, the I've never cowboys. Been there. <laughs> I'm not sure there were cowboys around when the yeah. the Cahokia the the what well, was the the tribe the uh, K- um, what were they called the, the tribe that it was. was there. Uh, I, I, I thought it was just the, it was the Cahokia uh, Cahokia Nation, but it was Cahawks. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. It, it's been way too long since I've actually gone to uh, uh, the mounts, which is nowhere near Cahokia. The That's village, true. Which is now which yeah. is now Cahokia Heights. And, and and don't mistake the landfill for a mount. Right. <laughs> right. It's not the right. same. Not part of that. Right. Have you been to the mounts? Uh, ironic. No, I've actually never been. It's crazy because I've I've told my wife because she went for uh you know living in South County, they used to go for field trips to yeah. uh, to Cahokia Mountains. Me yeah. being in St. Charles, the most field trippy St. Louis thing we did was like go to the Fox or something. So we never went as far as Cahokia Mounds. And we had a- uh, I said I told her recently like I kind of want to go just because I've never been and she's like you're not missing anything you don't need to go yeah I mean it's you know it's it's mounds there's a museum there which yeah. you if you like that kind of thing it's probably interesting to yeah. but... I mean I've, yeah, I mean I'm 50 Native American so I'd probably right. get some enjoyment out of it right yeah and something to do with Shay if you have yeah, that's true. a Saturday with nothing else to do it's not bad you can <laughs> wear if you want to wear them out just have them run it down the hill you know the mount one of the there mounts. you go. Uh, we we had a field trip. One of the most memorable field trips I had as a kid was going to the Arch, and then after the Arch, uh, we went McDonald's. to the McDonald's Riverboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the on the we, that was before they got rid of it. That was pretty cool. I think we did that. We went to the riverfront and uh, went to the McDonald's. I remember just thinking that McDonald's was so cool. It was so cool and so crowded. I remember being just so packed. Yeah, there's probably like yep. 14 different schools there at one time. Yep, field oh, trips. Yeah. Nice summer day in St. Louis. So uh, we got a couple a uh, couple comments we'll get to here. Matt Harris in the YouTube chat, who has hey, become, he's kind of become birthday. the new Austin Lynch. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, right? It is his birthday. 
Um, I, I, I was going to read his comment, but uh, YouTube just closed down for me, so hang on. Oh. Happy New Year's Eve, fellas. There it is. Not sure if anyone's drinking a beer, it being lunchtime at all, but I'm working on an unfiltered wheat beer from Boulevard in KC. That is one of my favorite beers. Used to be one of my favorites, too. I And I, I back in the day, I drank a lot of that. Yeah, it was good. I still do. Yeah. yeah. Wife and I love it. Uh, Adam Cheers. Gold Cheers. over in the Facebook chat says, hi, guys. Schnickel Fritz on the Peloton with Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> that is interesting. Well, you got to he's he's got to maintain, you know, he's got to. As so he works so out, basically, he's not wanting to like put on more muscle. He's just wanting to maintain the muscle he has. Is well, that what he's, he's doing? I guess. You know, I mean, if you want to drink a beer, you work out while you drink a beer, and then you just—it's like you never drank it. It evens out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's, it's <laughs> Schnickel Fritz on the couch in my house. That's, yeah. There you go. <clears throat> we've redubbed Fritz Schnickel Fritz. Hmm. So nice. Yeah. And Fritz, Adam also Fritz says, did we, is short for Schnickel Fritz. It's very Did true. we really stay up until midnight a year ago to scream for this 2021 garbage? You know, my wife and I had this discussion. 2021 sucked, but it was better than 2020, right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, okay. And now there were more deaths uh, from COVID in 21 than there was in 20, but, but 20 was yeah. a... A shit show. Although 21, fault, right? 21 started off, you know, January 6th. So that right. was, yeah. 21 did not start off very well at all. <laughs> it was no. like 21's like hold my beer, right? So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think back to, to you know, the uh, the opening of the movie Miracle. And, um, you know, they, they're doing the sound bites from the radio, um, you know, setting up the time frame. And it kind of feels like that, right? There, there was a sound bite in there about, you know, more Americans today are less hopeful for the next four years than ever before. And I feel like over the last eight years, that kind of is like, no way this year could be any worse than last year. And every yep. year something comes up. And I think we're getting to the point that, yeah, we're... <laughs> There isn't a lot of hope that things are going you know, to actually get better. You know what? The entire nation, uh, we're turning into Buffalo Sabres fans. <laughs> this is how they <laughs> oh feel. My. This is how they feel about their team every season. It's like, well, it can't get much worse, right? And I'll be damned. It is getting worse. Wow. So, Was it like eight yep. years straight they missed the play? They've been like last or next to last. It's been terrible. It can't get any worse. And then we signed the Jeff Skinner contract. Right. Which, you know, at the time that uh, I, I remember seeing a lot of Buffalo Sabres fans uh, w wanting them to sign Skinner. So yeah. he was having a good year. He had a great year. Yeah. He had a great year. And, but, you know, now he's just, I mean, it was contract year, right? So yep. <laughs> you do what you got to do as a player to get the most money you can, and which pisses you off as a fan, like to no yep. end. It's like one of the worst things. Is you, you, want, you want your team to resign a guy, give him what you think is a fair contract or a good contract, maybe a little over, overpay, whatever, to keep him in Buffalo, and then he just does not do anything after that. That's bad. Mm -hmm. uh, the official beverages of episode number 334. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is at CPrice12. Jeff's is JPonder94. Bill's is BillyBlueNote33. Um... Jeff, uh, what are you uh, what are you uh, drinking this uh, this afternoon? Well, Matt alluded to it earlier that uh, you know we all may not be drinking a beer since daytime. I am not. Um, I am <laughs> drinking uh, some wonderful ID Life. 
from Rockin' That ID Life. This is the, uh, the what is it called? The Wild Berry Energy Flavor. You're asking me. Love this stuff. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's uh, is it called Wild Berry? I'll have to look. So, so you are rocking that ID Life that, uh, today. I am currently rocking that ID Life as we speak. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Oh, Mel Allen. Uh, tropical He's... Fruit. That is the one that I'm, that's the one I'm drinking tropical right fruit. now. Very good. Is Mel Allen in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, he should be. That's a great question. Yeah. This week in baseball, man. Oh, yeah. That, that was, I loved that as a kid. I, I mean, time for twib notes. Yeah, twib notes. <laughs> How about that? Hey, he was, I mean, you can't do that kind of a show really now because of like instant gratification and instant news and 24 hour sports news and the internet and stuff. You didn't have to wait a week to see the plays of the week around the league, right? Uh, in detail. Yep. But, uh, but that was, I mean, back in the day, that was awesome. That was great. It was a Saturday afternoon show or something. I used to watch it. Maybe Sunday. Yeah. He was one of the first two winners of the Baseball Hall of Fame's Ford C. Frick Award for broadcasting, along with Red Barber. Okay, he won some awards, but is he in the Hall of Fame? Right. He's not in the Baseball Hall of Fame, I don't Yeah, believe. I don't. I, I oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. That's yeah, There's so many Hall of Fames. Right? I, <laughs> I want to say I heard he was not. I believe yeah, he's he in the is. Bowling Hall of Fame. <laughs> Wait, Which, no, he is in the baseball. No, he? that he's only one. He's only one. Yeah. He's in the American Sportscasters. Okay. Mm. All right. Hall so of I, Fame, the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and a couple of others, but the yeah. National Media Association. When, yeah, but, yeah, I don't think. He when is. are we I, getting inducted into the American Podcasters Hall of Fame? We really, I mean, when it, does that we happen? Should, we should actually start that. Actually, there's there is not one. <laughs> I mean, that ten, would be awesome. Ten years. Start, uh, start a Hall of Fame just so we can put ourselves in it. Be the right. first inductee. <laughs> That'd be so us, right? Yeah, that would totally be us. Uh, the mean, original ten, and the Hall of Fame podcast. Let's ten, go, Blues! Radio. I mean, uh, you know, pioneers for St. Louis Blues podcasting, and uh, ten years That's on right. here, right? So, I mean, it's you know. Yeah, how can you – we we need a – actually, there's so many St. Louis Blues podcasts now. We just need a St. Louis Blues podcasting Hall of Fame. Yep, and we're the only inductees. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's uh, – you said it, not me. Yep. Uh, Bill, what you got? Um, So I'm drinking coffee um, and – bourbon barrel aged coffee and vanilla extract and a couple other things. I'm the only one with a proper beverage on the show, yeah. but for, for, you know, <clears throat> since I don't want to be the only one drinking, I'm drinking coffee <laughs> in beer form. Founders velvet rush. <clears throat> yeah. My favorite beer. I, I, I decided that was my favorite beer this year. So go out yeah. with that as the last beer for the year on okay. the show. Yeah, because no one likes to drink alone. So just right. you'll, you're going to sidestep a little bit, drink it along with coffee. It's like you're not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that it's just a coffee ale. Uh, I'll We'll skip the ale part. It's, okay. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, mine is, I've, I'll hold up my, my thing, my, my Stanley Cup champion blues uh, tumbler, or not tumbler, it's a, it's a tumbler with a lid, a double-walled. Whatever it's thermos. a Turvis, a Turvis, a Turvis. It's not it's, Turvis. Isn't it's that a... the brand that makes those? It is yeah, Turvis. It's... You're right. It is Turvis. Yeah, it's called uh, Kyle Turvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, uh, but I'm having the ID Life uh, with uh, that's my double package of the Energy ID Life uh, powder mixer with the uh, it's the pina colada flavor. So mm. we're 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 touting the sponsor today, and uh, I'm having it because yeah. it's, it's good. The, and this is the pina colada like that pina uh, coladas are getting caught in the rain. <laughs> right. Uh, if you're not into yoga, of, right. Or you have half a brain. If you have half a brain, yeah. that's that, <laughs> combined on this show. I think we have half a brain. Yes, at best. At best, on our on our on our good on our best days, right? Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, December thirty first, two thousand and sixteen. St. Louis Blues defeat the uh, Chicago Blackhawks by the score of eight to seven in the Winter Classic alumni game. All eight uh, Blues goals uh, are posted in the video clip uh, on the at STL Blues uh, history Twitter account. So check that out if you'd like to see that. Uh, that's courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest, that video is. Uh, December 31st, 2002, Reed Lowe of the St. Louis Blues had 53 penalty minutes versus the Detroit Red Wings. He had four minors, one major, one misconduct, and three game misconducts. I think it three game misconducts in one game. Uh, ranks fifth most penalty minutes, uh, penalties and minutes uh, in an NHL game. His single game high was 57. Last player to receive a triple game misconduct. <laughs> How do you receive a triple game misconduct? I've you haven't seen that. That's one of the last times we've probably seen some, something like that, right? Yeah, you don't. That's you don't see that anymore uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it wasn't. I mean, it was 2002, so it wasn't that long ago. 19. I guess it was. It's almost 20 years ago. Jeez. Uh, December 31st, 1985, a shot by, and this is, okay, a shot by Doug Gilmore of the uh, Blues strikes Penguins goalie, uh, I, Bill, uh, Gillies Maloshi. How do you say that? Maloshi? Gilles Maloshi, right? Gilles Maloshi? I believe it's Gilles Maloshi, but I could be <laughs> incorrect. Uh, that, okay. Uh, and his face mask ends up sitting on top. Uh, the shot hits him in the face mask, and then his face mask ends up uh, flipping off of his head and landing on the top of the goal. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, a goal gets hit in the mask. It's okay. It happens a lot. But uh, if you watch the video, which is also shared on STL Blues History Twitter account, you can see that uh, the shot uh, just, like, destroys uh, Milos. Uh, it gets, takes it in the face, goes flat on his back, and the mask flies up in the air and then lands on the top of the goal. Kind of a, I mean, scary incident. Uh, there, I mean, players are. He looks unconscious. So uh, if you wanna, if you wanna see some, uh, you know, some scary stuff, uh, go uh, go check out the STL Blues History Twitter account and uh, check that out. Um, I don't. That was '85. That was that was right when I was getting into blue. I don't remember that. I was young. No, I don't remember that. I would have so. been in diapers. Uh, so I was ten. I'm kidding. Um, no, I was. Uh, I would have been about what six months, eight months, about eight months old when that happened. So yeah, I don't remember that one bit. Ch chances are the game was on TV anyway. <laughs> yeah, good call. Half of them weren't. Uh, Kurt, I have some really bad breaking news that we'll get to before we go to break here. Uh, according to the Facebook chat, and I've confirmed it with Google search, Betty White has passed away. No. I know, dead at You're, 99. They were just talking about they were going to have something for her 100th. 
Oh, that's crazy. Was it suddenly, I guess, or because I I don't know. I just two days ago, I read something. They did some kind of story on how they were going to celebrate her hundredth. Yep. Uh, According to, I guess, TMZ is the first one to post it 43 minutes ago. So very, very breaking news. Awful. Because, yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan Reynolds uh, tweeted something about a couple days ago about, you know, uh, 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 about how he never got over Betty White. (laughs) As a lost love. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, she Are you just, sure? They're saying she passed away at her home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all over. So I, yeah. it, I think it's real. I remember that, that happened a couple of years ago and she came out and said, I'm not dead. Yeah. That every once in a while, someone says that I'm not dead. Oh, no, I think this looks pretty legit. That sucks. Yep. New Year's Eve. Oh, it was, I guess just happened today or last night. This today morning, this morning. it said 9 30 a.m oh. and when was her birthday it's just in a few it's days coming right? up it's in a couple days yeah oh yeah i mean you know 100 years old is an arbitrary number it's just a it's a number january like, 17th is her birthday okay so yeah just, just short of 100 mm. not i mean not that getting to 100 and dying would have been okay <laughs> but yeah uh, right uh, that's, I mean, that icon. That's gonna be over the news for all day, next couple of days. Man, yep. sucks. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, wow, let's. What uplifting news to take us into break? Right. And on that note, uh, well, maybe if Betty White had drank had drank more ID Life, she would have made it to a hundred. Is that, is that a good segue? <laughs> that's a great segue. Great work. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'thatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest He-Man stuff as Tom Bray has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. Now all of you skunks, clear out of here. And go over to rockin'thatidlife.com. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to uh, Bill there. He's, uh, he's had some internet issues, so uh, we'll, if he can uh, rejoin, we'll bring him back into the fold. Uh, good I'll keep there, my Bill. eye on if he comes back. Oh, he just sent a text. His internet is completely out at the moment. So, All right. Okay. Looks like me and you got to roll on. Yeah, and see, that's been happening all week. So that, uh, odd. We don't live that far apart, and mine's been okay, so. Hey, he he needs to check his gigabytes. That's uh that's usually that's, that's usually it the, is. It's usually the problem. Yeah, make sure the gigabytes are properly gigging. Right, and then reset your gigabytes to make sure that always right. helps. Important. <laughs> turn yep. turn the gigabytes off and then back on again. Yep. Maybe try taking some gig gigabytes away and then putting them back. Right. That could yeah, because yeah. then you might or, or like uh like jiggling the gigabytes a little bit to make sure yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah. They could be loose. Jiggle the Giggle, jiggle the gigabytes. <laughs> giggle, yeah, giggle, right. Giggle the gigabytes. <laughs> I like that. That needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> Have you giggled the gigabytes, Jeff Ponder? 
I'll take it. Well, that'll be up on this uh, uh, store here pretty soon. All right, Bill's going to try to do a hard reset, so good luck, Bill. Uh, the Blues uh, were successful in defeating the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, two nights ago, 4-2. to uh, Returned to play after 10 days off. The last game for the Blues was a 4-2 to loss in Winnipeg on December 19th. Games versus Ottawa, Toronto, and New Jersey were postponed due to league-wide COVID-related issues. Uh, it was Mike Smith versus Jordan Bennington uh, in this game. Smith had missed some time with an ankle injury, and this was his first game in net since October 19th, missing 26 games. And he, uh, in case you uh, did not hear that, uh, John Kelly made sure to tell us that about 27 more times during the game. The uh, the missing time? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It, it was early in the game. It, you know, I, I, I joke, of course. John Kelly does a great job, but... Uh, yeah, the wife pointed that out. She goes, how many more times do we have to hear than Mike Smith's been out since October? And I'm like, at least three more times. You have to keep hearing it. <laughs> the uh, 4-2 to win extended the Blues' home point streak to 10 games. Uh, Thomas, Cairo, and Perron uh, returned to the lineup for the first time in seemingly forever. Uh, Boy, Bishnev did they. I, I mean, pff, right off the bat, too, right? Uh, Bushnevich yeah. and Barbashev were scratched. Bushnevich due to a non-COVID-related illness. And I like how they have to say non-COVID-related illness now. Yeah. Uh, and Barbashev. Oh, that's the first thing you think when he said, uh, yeah, yeah, at the very start, he said Bushnevich is a late scratch because of an illness. Everyone's thought was, oh, God, COVID, COVID, COVID. But I think it was a couple minutes later, Pang reiterated that it was non-COVID related. Right. And it, and well, it could, because if it was COVID related before, <clears throat> assuming it wasn't a false positive, you know, they're out for 10 days, you know, at least. Yeah. So, right. but that's changed now. They've, it's now gone from 10 to five, which is why <clears throat> uh, Barbashev will be able to play in the winter classic tomorrow uh, because uh, oh. I think he was due to come off of it um, tomorrow, uh, which yeah. there was some question whether he could play in the game at that point. Um, but uh, since the league, uh, the policy, the guidelines have changed uh, from 10 games to, to, to 10 days to five, assuming you test negative, right? Um, right. Then you can return to play. So that's that's uh, good news for Barbashev, uh, I guess. Um, Edmonton was without their best defenseman, Darnell Nurse, who was out on COVID protocol. Uh, Drysaddle and McDavid both... Uh, they 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 brought this up on the on the show that they figure into about half of Edmonton's points that they score, which uh, each of them. So I think uh, it was yeah, each of them were forty nine point five percent involved yeah. in every single goal the team has scored. Yeah, and it's like ugh. if you so if you can shut them down, tall order, right? But if you can shut them down, you've essentially shut down the the Oilers. Yeah, so you can't. I mean, they you have to make somebody else beat you but that's way easier said than done with those two oh players. yeah i mean they're they i mean you've got arguably the best player um in the league and you've got uh dry saddle who is one of the best and the blues did uh to hold them in check pretty much uh this game so that was that was a, a one of the reasons why they were successful in this game First period. And for uh, the most part, they they have in their time against the Oilers. Uh, yeah. David scored his first goal here uh, earlier this season, which was a heartbreaking loss. Um, Dreisaitl has been neutralized for the most part. So, yeah, as long as they keep them off the scoreboard, Blues have no problem with the Oilers. Uh, first period, uh, the Blues about four minutes into the game. Uh, and the Blues look good. This was a fun game. It was an entertaining game. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the Blues played well in this game. They looked well. They looked good. Um, it, it was good to see that because you wondered how they're going to perform, you know, coming on a break or the 10 day layoff or whatever it was. Um, so uh, it was it was uh, good to see uh, right off the bat all over uh, Edmonton uh, and uh, the young stars, of the Blues, who uh, returned to line from this game uh, on this goal. You know, Thomas and Cairo uh, was who was paired with uh, they were paired with Tarasenko because of Barbashev and Bushnevich being out. The Russian line was no longer. Uh, in this game, and Bill is... Uh, Who needs him? There we go. There we go, Bill. Um, you don't need the Russians anymore. Who needs them? No, all right. I mean, well, well, Tarasenko with uh, Thomas and Cairo looked dynamic. Um, yeah, fantastic. And that was a good sign because, you know, if, if something does happen with the Russian line, they can't keep it together or whatever. Um, so, wait, if we're going to use the goalie logic that we hear from fans... That means we can just trade Buchnevich and Barbashev, right? We don't need them anymore. <laughs> right, right. Because Tarasenko. Because play, we we yeah. found a different line for Tarasenko, so we can just get rid of those guys. You, I, yeah, I'm not sure you can really use goalie logic with fans because uh, fans, <laughs> a fans goalie logic because, man, more times than not, way more times than not, it's just a bad take. Uh, but uh, okay, so uh, Thomas scores, Blues up one nothing, four minutes into the game. Uh, a nice sequence up the ice, um, helped by uh, Dmitry uh, Samirakov, a uh, misplay. And this was his first game, his first NHL game, his first NHL shift. Uh, kind of a misplay on the near boards that led to a 2-1-0 and a beautiful top shelf finish in tight by uh, Thomas on what I thought was one too many passes at the time before the goal went in. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> you know? Um, I said the same thing. The way that the the pass went over to Tarasenko, and then you could tell the way he positioned his body, yeah. he was going to pass it back. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 just yeah. shoot it, Vladdy. Yeah, put it on. But no, it worked. And Thomas, oh my God, the hands. I mean, he's in so tight. He's less than a foot, right, from uh, Smith's pad, and he puts it top shelf. It's like, yep. good night. That was beautiful. Um. I mean, just in that play, I mean, I don't know if, if people who have never really played understand how difficult that, that is to just put it that, that, at that angle up over the pad and uh, top shelf. Um, I, 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 when I first saw this goal, uh, I didn't realize he put it top shelf. I thought he put it by the pad. But then the replay, obviously, it's, it's top shelf. I'm like, oh, my God, the hands. It was impressive. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was going to say that the um, on the uh, that Thomas goal that, you know, when you're talking about how hard it is to go top shelf many times you get in that tight and you're going to try so hard to get a top shelf that you wind up shooting it over. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's easier to shoot it over than to actually hit the net. So brilliant brilliant goal amazing hands by that guy and uh you know going into uh you know him in his last couple of games he seemed like he was really struggling and it seemed like he got the command of the game back with this game i thought thomas looked fantastic in this game i, I was surprised oh, yeah. he only had the one point the one goal uh he was on it uh that 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 play it was in the um wasn't this third period? They uh, uh, beating the going wide on the fenceman and, and put him between the legs to cut in front. Yeah, and he ended up passing it to the slot, but and there was nobody there. Um, but I'm like, damn, I mean, shoot that puck. I mean, you're you're. Well, I mean, not 
not to get ahead of uh ahead of you here but uh the next goal uh he was the one that started that play brought it behind the net slid it to to krug then tarasenko then to kairu so without him going behind the net and making the play uh that goal doesn't happen so yeah if there's such thing a third assist he would have gotten it on that right uh speaking of which kairu gets the blues puts the blues up two nothing um and then you know tarasenko uh hit kairu with a breakout pass at center so it was i guess thomas to uh who thomas to Ka- not thomas to to krug, uh, to krug. To tarasenko. Krug, yeah. to tarasenko to kairu right, right. uh breakout pass at center seemed innocent enough uh, at first, uh, you know, but uh, Cairo absolutely smokes. Who is it again? Oh, Dmitry Smirkov again <laughs> at the blue line. Poor kid. I mean, his second shift. This is so, I felt so bad for him. His first career NHL game, his first shift makes a misplay on the boards and the Blues score on it because of it. And his second shift, he gets smoked by Cairo and on, on a move that honestly, I mean, I, I don't, I, Kairou just kind of like step left, went right, went around, I mean, what, just smoked him. And it did, didn't he, look good for, for him. He, and, you could tell he was reading his body, which as a defenseman, at least when I was growing up, and I know coaches still to this day, tell defensemen, watch the eyes if you can. Watch the player's eyes. That will tell you where he's going to go. You could tell he's watching his body because he does that, that cross move where it looks like he's going to try and cross to the blue line. But then he just steps to the right, and you could tell that uh, whatever that uh, what's his name again, Samarkov. Samarkov. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he just tried to read his body and just completely guessed wrong and gave Kairou plenty of room to step in. You know, uh, I thought Bouchard had an opportunity to make a play on Kairou, but on the on the on the it was a two on one essentially, and uh, so he's playing the pass. But then he gives Kairou. You know, there's a there's a there's a there's a soft spot where a defenseman has to play on a two on one to take away the pass, let the let the goalie have the shooter, but you don't want to give the shooter a complete straight lane to the goal either. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta try and keep him, you know, off to the side a little bit and take the pass away. But and he didn't do that. He totally just faded away to uh, I think it was Thomas on the wing yeah. and uh, <laughs> and gave Kairu just he walked all alone. Uh, on yep. Smith, and then he just—I mean, good luck, Smith, and stopping Cairo on a shot like on a chance like that. Cause you're coming, you're coming from right to left, uh, and you just—I mean, Smith's got to hope that he that the puck hits him essentially. Uh, and and okay, so Samarokov—that uh, was his second shift, second poor play, allows the second goal. He played two shifts the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all he, he got sent down. Did he get sent down? Yep. He got <laughs> sent down. Well, Darnell night. Nurse is back. Right. Yeah, he was Nurse, only playing yeah, because today. Nurse was out, but still, yeah. it was like, oh, that was a rough NHL debut. Yeah, that sucks. I thought Edmonton's defense was kind of bad, uh, not to take anything away from the Blues' performance today, but uh, I didn't think it looked very good. That Keith looked terrible in this game. Um, oh, Keith looked awful. And, and what, it was, I hate to see it, right? <laughs> yeah. Hate to see oh, it. Oh, so bad. Wakey, wakey, so Duncan. Bad. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so he he played two shifts the rest of the game. Uh, not impressed, uh, apparently the, the coaching staff. Uh, I, I I mean, and at this point, Blues were looking great, up to nothing, getting the better chances, out shooting Edmonton. Uh, Thomas Kyra Tarasenko line was especially good. Brown was all over the place early, especially. 
um, involved in scoring chances. Uh, just a good looking blues squad early in most of the game. Um, I mean, even they when... looked energized. I, we, we, uh, it was funny because, you know, to the, the Winnipeg game, which, you know, they had a bunch of string of wins before that you get the Winnipeg game right before the break and they lose. And you think, well, these guys, it's going to go one of two ways, right? All the guys are going to come back. They're going to gel and they're going to play great, which they did in this game, or they're going to come back and they'll look sloppy as shit because a lot of these guys haven't played in a couple weeks. They came out looking like the team we saw at the start of the season. I thought they looked fantastic did, in this game. I did too. I mean, Edmonton is not the greatest defensive team, <laughs> but no. uh, and they looked. But I, talking about the defense, though, I thought the Blues' defense was great. In this I game. did. I well, I, I mean, when you shut down, uh, for the most part, you know, Edmonton's offense, which is you know the number one ranked power play, they only they were only on power play one time in this game. Edmonton was. Uh, which is good. Stay out of the box against Edmonton because that's how they're going to beat you. Uh, the power plays are what, 30, it's almost like 30 and a half percent, something like 31%. Um, so that you do that, you're, you're, you're in good shape. Um, dry side will, uh, scored to make the, uh, it's cut the lead two to one 32 seconds after Kyrou scored. Um, and, uh, it, it was, it was one of those, those goals that I, you hate to see when they're still announcing your goal. Then the other team scores on you while they're still announcing the goal. So then the crowd doesn't know what to do. They can't celebrate the goal. They just and they're they're it's it's just a yeah. You still hear the towel guy, the one yeah. two after, yeah. and it just feels so forced and weird. Yeah. It's awful. They know it's like stop celebrating if they just scored. Uh, we can't yep. we can't cheer our goal anymore because they shut us up. So it almost it almost makes me want to like get get the goal announcement over quicker. <laughs> Because yeah, right. From time to time, this happens. I hate it so much when you score a goal and they score right after it, and it's like you you uh, you don't get the announcement that you want, and the reaction yeah. from the crowd that you want. Um, always sucks. Uh, I think Drysaddle put a move on Brown to the point, uh, getting inside position, uh, skating in the middle of the ice, tops of the circle, between the circles, uh, let a wrist shot go that off the post and in, perfect shot. Uh, you know, Brown. I would say Brown's got to be better there, but Drysaddle is That's a, a world class. He's move. a world class move and a world class player. You know, so I mean, right. what are you top do? two in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I Good mean, points. uh, and uh, in, in take into fact too that you know we we pitched on this show that Darren Payne does kind of go after younger players. We feel like a little bit. He's a little too harsh with calling out their play when he doesn't do the same for veterans, but. I've, I I appreciated Darren Pang's call uh, about Logan Brown in this game because he said, after, I think it was after the first period, Logan Brown had a strong period. He yeah. had that one defensive mistake, but it, you're, it's against Leon Dreisaitl. It's not against, you know, some rookie who nobody's ever heard of. Duncan One Keith. of the best players in the NHL. Eh, fuck Duncan <laughs> Keith. Yeah. But it, it, was a, it was a world-class player that put the move on him he's going to do that to nine out of 10 players. You know, it's not just because Logan Brown's young. Uh, second period, uh, Bouchard ended up tying the game for Edmonton, tied it up at two is midway through the second period. Uh, McDavid decided he wanted to play. You know, it's interesting because every once in a while you'll see McDavid just like crank it up a notch. He didn't do it all the time. Yep. Uh, but he, he, he like, you could tell he's skating with authority. He's got, he's like, I'm going to the goal. Uh, I'm scoring. And he had that, that, that look, you know, on the board, a little give and go uh, situation uh, coming out of the zone at center ice. 
uh, and then uh, goes wide on Pareko. Doesn't beat Pareko. I mean, Pareko takes him wide to the corner, and he just shoots uh, from the end red line, almost in the corner. And uh, it was a perfectly placed shot, almost. It hit the crossbar, hit the bar, hit the post of the crossbar, and uh, came out the other side. And then uh, Bouchard uh, quickly shoots. Bennington got back over. I'm not sure he was set. Went through a, a, a double screen anyway. I don't think he saw it. Uh, just had, had eyes. Uh, right. I just want to add before this that uh, there was a chance that Edmonton had where Bennington shut down McDavid mm-hmm. one-on-one. Um, yeah. and I thought that's worth pointing out that, yep. um, you know, it, it's so easy, and Bill can, can probably speak to this, when you see a sniper coming at you one-on-one, a guy like a McDavid, um, you can easily let your nerves get the best of you and make the wrong play, and then he's going to open your legs up and slide it between your legs or whatever. Uh, he did the right thing on this play. He kept his legs closed. He kept the, the, his body in front of him and didn't give him any lane to shoot. So, um, you know, yes, this goal was an odd one, but, uh, nice seeing Bennington coming back and making some big saves against some big stars. Yeah. Yeah. On that, uh, the play that you referenced the, uh, you know, the half break that, uh, McDavid had, you know, I, I think Bennington did a great job recognizing that, uh, the puck was, you know, was bouncing a little bit and McDavid really only had, you know, one, one option. And that was to try to get him to open up the five hole and he kept it tight and did a great job shutting him down. Um, and you felt like the blues got rattled then, you know, on the, the subsequent play, um, where McDavid hit the crossbar and the puck winds up back at the point. Um, you know, we've seen that way too often this year, uh, with shots from the point that just get through, right. The blues have, uh, uh got gotten away from, you know, ensuring shot blocks so much. And, um, you know, like Kurt said, double screen. Bennington had no chance on this goal. You know, it's it's a, a well placed shot at the end of the day, and yeah, it it, it tied it up. Um, yeah, it it is crazy to to see when McDavid does decide to take over a game, and um, you know, I, I guess it's it's hard to do that over sixty minutes over eighty two games, but right. when the guy decides to do it, true. It, it's crazy. Yeah, but you, 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 I mean, when he's on the ice, I mean, I, I, you know, you see ninety-seven on the ice. You, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye on him because I, I, I enjoy watching him play. He's a fantastic player to watch play. Just fun to watch. Is people just don't skate like him, uh, and uh, it, it's interesting how he just turns it on uh, at times. And uh, yeah, you can't play that way all the time, but it's like, uh oh, you know, he's turning it on. Uh, watch out, something's gonna happen. Uh, and more times than not, something does. Uh, and then Tarasenko, four minutes after Bouchard's goal, uh, Tarasenko scores to give the Blues the lead again, 3-2. to uh, Falk carries to center, passes to Kyra at the blue line. He settles a tough pass just inside the blue line uh, and hits a breaking Tarasenko in behind the defense with a pass through Duncan Keith. Again, hate to see it, Duncan Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, he beats Smith one-on-one. Nice little, uh, I don't know, Gizmo, how's your father? The forehand uh, beats Smith's stick side. Stick side, right? Yeah. Um, earlier in the game, uh, Smith and Tarasenko got tangled up, and Tarasenko went down in the crease, made some contact with Smith. Smith took exception, jabbed and shoved the back of Tarasenko's head as he was trying to uh, get up. Uh, Tarasenko didn't like that 
none too much and got up and shoved Smith. And I was hoping, I'm like, man, I hope Tarasenko smokes him in this you can, goal. You could see the fire in his eyes. And yeah. I said the same thing when that play happened. I go, oh, Vladdy's scoring the night. He's going to score on <laughs> Smith. And you know it felt good in the second period when he got that pass and came in and was like, oh, okay, time to make him look stupid. He hit the post before that uh, on Smith, not long before that too. So he was, he, I mean, he was, he was gunning and, uh, and you know what, when Tarasenko got up, you could tell what he was saying to Smith. What are you doing? What are you doing? In the back of the head. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I mean, you, 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 I mean, in Smith's defense, um, you know, Tarasenko goes down in the crease, makes contact. Smith, it wasn't, egregious right but he he, he kind of shoved the back of his head as he was trying to get up it's hockey um terrence Nugget didn't like it so he scored on him later so whatever i don't know bill i mean i've seen bill do worse to a guy in the crease yeah <laughs> yeah i mean nobody ever likes giving up a goal and you know smith has been a, a you know one of the more physical goalies in his career um not a not to the level of uh at belfort or ron hextall but you know he's he's got he's got a hot streak and not afraid to mix it up a little bit and you know i'm um you know and there's nothing wrong with that it it's all you know it, it's part of the game it's hockey it's hockey but, I mean, uh, it, 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 I, anybody that says that, that that's not hockey is like, well, you're just you want the sport to be something it's not. I mean, even even with fighting out of the sport, that kind of stuff's never going to go away. So, yeah. And, you know, you say, um, you know, to Mike Smith's credit, the one thing I want to give him credit for the mask he wore. That was, that was a oh, sweet mask. Yeah. Grant Fuhr and Joey Moss tribute. It's yep. Such such a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. God. Are are we are we gonna get to talk about the Biddington mask? I didn't see if it was is that on the. Uh, we talked album. about it last week, but last week, we'll, but, we'll if you like, but while we're it. while we're while we're talking about the mask, go ahead. I mean, with the the Glenn Hall and uh, Mike Leute tribute, which, yeah, we thought about you uh, with the Mike Leute uh, tribute. Oh my God! I uh, when I saw that, I just, uh, I, I was like. <laughs> Trying to figure out how many zeros I would put behind the check I would write to have that as you know as my prized possession in life. It, I mean, apart from in a game worn Liute mask from back in the day, um, you know the white one, right? Boots. Just a white one, solid white. Yeah, the solid yeah, white. Solid one. white, yeah. Yeah, God, I I would write a massive check to to own that thing. It's it it is by far. My favorite uh, Blues specialty mask. Uh, you know, I, I love Brian Elliott's Cujo tribute, um, and you you loved everything Cujo did when he was here. But man, this is probably my favorite Blues goalie mask in in the last thirty years. God, I love it. There, and I like the. Um, I, I love the mask. I'm with you, uh, but I, I especially like the style that the uh goalies are uh, it's it, the goalies are is a sketched a, like a it's a, like a right. blue it's... pencil sketch almost like a like a uh uh drafting blueprint uh style yeah. but it's sketched with a, with a blue pencil uh really cool look uh on both sides of the mask yeah. i love it and there's a pretty good game going on uh edmonton and new jersey five four nine goals third period about 10 11 minutes to go 
if yep. you're uh, if you're uh, inc so inclined to watch in a high scoring game, <laughs> five to four Edmonton, third period. Um, Sod scores for the Blues uh, right off the the get go in the third period on the power play. Um, only uh, 16 seconds into the third period, and uh, the Blues work the puck around the perimeter for a, a few seconds. That's it, uh, setting up Perron for the one timer on the left wing, which we haven't seen him produce uh, on the power play left wing one timer like he did last year. Um, I think uh, I think they're maybe trying to get back that a little bit, uh, set him up over there because that's that's a weapon that we haven't had uh, necessarily as much as in the past, which he tore it up last year. Uh, but he got the shot off, got it on net, and then no one's uh, boxing outside, and Saad just slams home the rebound uh, past Smith. Which was... I, I'll say it again, man. I know there's a lot of Jaden Schwartz fans out there, but I feel like he has been such a massive upgrade uh, nice. at that, that top line left wing. He's just been so good in that spot, just able to crash the net. He's got speed. He gets the puck to the net. He's everything you needed out of your winger on one of those uh, in, the, in the top six. And I I just don't think Schwartz fit this team anymore. I think it was time for him to move on, and I think the Blues found a good upgrade. Yeah, and he wanted a lot of money for, I mean, what mm -hmm. he brought. So, I mean, love Schwartz, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Saad brings a different, uh, just as much scoring um, and a different element in front of the net. Mm -hmm. Uh and that was the final four to two. This win put the Blues in first place in the division. Uh, uh, one point ahead of Minnesota, heading to the Western, the Winter Classic game versus the Wild. The Blues are only one point out of first place in the conference, trailing Vegas, but we have a game in hand on them. Uh, Minnesota has two games in hand on the Blues as well, though. Uh, the Blues only uh, gave Edmonton one power play in this game, which we talked about, um, and they have the best power play in the NHL. Uh, the Blues were one for four on the power play. And uh, have the third best power play in the NHL, and the best penalty kill in the NHL since December fourth. Uh, no shots on goal for Edmonton. Uh, the final ten minutes of the game, uh, which is like shocking, uh, and that was with them pulling their goalie, pulling Smith, with three minutes to go. They didn't get a single shot in three and, minutes. And let me ask you guys: you know, you know that there's been times, especially lately, where the Blues will, put, you know, the, they'll have the goalie pulled to the other team. The Blues have a one or two goal lead, and you're kind of oh god like you're you're grabbing onto your seat and you're sitting on the edge i even with mcdavid and dreisaitl every other shifting at literally what they were doing um i never felt worried in this game the way the blues defense played i, I thought I, they played great i i agree I, I didn't feel worried when they came back and tied it 2-2 two -two. yeah um I, I thought the blues were playing a really good game um and I was, I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll score next. Or even if the Edmonton goes up, we'll, we'll come back. I, I had a feeling about this game. They were just, I mean, unless they just completely, you know, tanked. But uh, yeah. they were just playing good. I like the way they're playing. They look good. Yeah, and when the kids are, you know, Kairou, Thomas, you know, uh, Barbashev, uh, Brown, when they're all, like, buzzing and cycling and just on it, I mean, like, forget about it. We're winning the game. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think with this, this game, you know, after, you know, having uh, an unexpected week off, it was it was so I don't know, just everything about it was feel good. Right. You get an entire line back with Perron, Thomas Cairo coming back in. Um, yeah, you're out without uh, uh, Bushnevich and uh, Barbashev, um, but getting those guys in really injected a lot of confidence. And it's it's the kind of game you want going into a massive game like the Winter Classic. Uh, Bennington looked good. Made a couple of real nice saves uh, early and in the third period uh, to maintain the two-goal lead. Uh, another good game from Tarasenko, putting up a goal and two assists, getting the number one start in the game. Uh, there was some commentary on Twitter after the game from another Blues podcaster about uh, preparing ourselves for when Tarasenko gets traded this this season. Um, I, I he's not getting traded this season. He's not. I don't, think so not I, I don't see the benefit unless you get blown away with an offer. And even then, I don't think you want to screw with um, you know the chemistry with the Russian line. Or I mean, you could put Tarasenko in a couple different lines. I, I mean, it's obvious. Uh, and I, I think when the Russian line's healthy, that's where he that's where he is going to be. But uh, I, I mean, I, there's no that makes no sense to trade him yeah, uh, at the deadline. It doesn't. Right. It's it's speculation because it's you know it would be selling high because right now Tarasenko is is playing some of the best hockey that we've seen over the last you know four or five years from from him and you know so uh, some people trying to get a reaction are gonna are gonna try to make that uh, you know make that point that uh, he's gonna get moved and you know is is now a good time to sell not for the right. chemistry of the team. If, yeah, if no. all you're worried about is returning value, yeah, okay. Um, but for the chemistry of the team, no, you don't move the guy. He is, he is, he's probably. I, I would say we're we may be witnessing prime Tarasenko right now. He's okay. Uh, he he doesn't get traded this season, not the deadline. Um, I think I I think if he has a good season this season and continues what he's doing, uh, I think selling high you mentioned that i think this off season i think that's when he might go at the earliest um because then you're going to get prime return so you're going to get i mean assuming he stays healthy has a good year continues this you're going to get so much more for him this off season than you would have last season and and if that's the case armstrong is going to come off as a genius uh with this you know whole and just being patient and waiting um and you know what if he doesn't get traded this offseason, then they got until next trade deadline where he they could get some good return there too. But then again, you have the same issue then as you have now with if there's chemistry, he's playing well. If we, we want to win the cup that year, you know, next yeah, year. Yeah, but it's but it's a little easier when his contract's ending. I agree. You know you're not going to get anything for him in the offseason. Then it, it becomes a little easier. Right now, yeah. you got it. You got to see what this team's got. Oh. Absolutely. And I think it's, I think a trade of the deadline next season, if it's clear, he does not want to return, then a trade uh, is much easier to uh, convince the fans. That was the best thing to do. I think Be it's as, as like you said, as long as he stays healthy, as long as he continues to play the way he's playing, I think we see him traded on draft day. I, and that's, I think, I, I think in June you'll see him moved. I can see that completely. And I, and that makes the most sense. And that's why I don't, agree at all with someone saying that he's getting traded this season because I, I don't think that's I, I just think that's there's not they're not understanding how things work 
understanding situations and scenarios here um and 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 his trade value and, and it, it can be at its peak assuming he stays healthy now again this could all blow up if he short, hurts his shoulder in a month right so you gotta you gotta roll the dice um we'll get into some winter classic talk uh along with uh each state's favorite nhler each state and province uh, hockey reference did a thing, and uh, Missouri's is interesting, I think, uh, after this word from Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go blues. Please drink responsibly. Got some uh, comments in the YouTube chat. Um, Doug Paddock, who uh, first time able to listen live. Saad has been such a huge upgrade over Schwartz. Schwartz missed the net shooting more than any player I have seen. More than Pareko? Hmm. Mm, <laughs> maybe let's go uh, more than any forward he's seen. Okay. That, yeah. that sounds a little better. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not wrong. I, and yeah, Jeff I, I think... Witka is one that I remember <laughs> missing the net more than anyone. Boy, but... And well, he shot every time he got the puck on a stick. Yeah, but you, you didn't expect too much from Warwicka. I think you expect oh, more God, from Pareko if you're talking defenseman. Drove me freaking crazy. Uh, Ken Morris said, I was sad the day they traded Michael Ute for Greg Millen, but loved Millen in that Western Conference seven-game final in 86 against the Flames. Yeah, too bad they couldn't uh, pull off the uh, game seven. I don't know which one I want to give a comment of the show to, but either way, it's going to Matt Harris again. Congratulations, Matt. <laughs> Bill's internet has been placed on the NHL's COVID protocol list. <laughs> um, also, he says... It Kyrou is symptomatic. Banished... Yeah, right. Kairu banished Samarokov back to the Shadow Realm, a.k.a. the AHL. Mm, yeah. Both very solid comments. That was God. I mean, what a what a horrible. I can't think of a worse way to start your NHL career. No. <laughs> your first two shifts, you make two bad plays and results in two goals, and you get two shifts the rest of the game, and then you're sent down again. Granted, which you probably were being sent down anyway, but still. I also love uh, Brandy Capone's comment. I love October as much as anyone, but maybe you need to update the graphics. That was. Uh, Reference to our rocking that ID life ad, yeah. we have not up, updated that graphic, and uh, well, uh, well I, we can blame I, us. But we all know it's Dustin Paul's fault, right? It is. Well, it's combination. Well, actually, I switched it back to the more generic graphic, and then Jeff, when Jeff was so kind enough to uh, bump up the audio, uh, he put it. He, I think you you used the version oh. that we had in October. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can so upgrade the other one. It's fine. I, I, I mean, it's I. We'll get a new graphic for January. How about that? I could do it myself. I just haven't had the time to do it. But so usually, usually we get graphics from uh, Dustin every once in a while to upgrade to uh, update this. Why doesn't Bill do something? 
Bill is. What's that? Bill provides uh, excellent uh, color commentary for the show. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the drunk color commentator from Major League. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Bill, uh, Bill provides the best commentary there is. That's what we expect from him. He is Darren Pang-like. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Doug Paddock, I believe, has conversed with us on Twitter or Facebook, or maybe he's even left comments. Because, again, I know he's a podcast listener for us, not a live show listener. Right. So us being able to do this during the day, pretty cool that some of these people yeah. get to tune in. That's a good point. Uh, some people that uh, might uh, not be able to step with us, uh, we usually do our show uh, starting at 9.15, 9.30. Um, can listen during the day. Uh, we got uh, Ken Morris uh, says the way Kairu undressed that young Russian, he should have been charged for public nudity. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty good one. Uh, we got some comments in the Facebook chat as well. Uh, Cameron Smith says, "Good to see you, gents. Happy to be back in Rala for once. Mm-hmm. A very belated uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the five seven three. Back at you. Um, Adam Gold says, glad it's not another Chicago Blackhawks winter classic game. This would be the worst year for that. Wasn't there some speculation on who the Wild would be playing? And yeah, I remember yeah. it was between the Blackhawks and the Blues. And it was even Minnesota fans were like, give us the Blues. Because not only are they a better team for a better game, we're tired of seeing the Blackhawks. Everyone is. Even Blackhawks fans are tired of playing in the winter classic. Most I and mean, they don't play well in the World Classic, and the fans are like, oh, not again. It's a loss. But again, yep. they kind of they're not a good team uh, anymore. So um, yeah, who wants I to? I mean, even, aside from even Taves, say that he didn't like playing in the outdoor games anymore. Uh, he's he's become a yep. little crab ass. Is what he's become. He kind of has. He I mean he's getting old. He's like an old crotchety man or something. He's just complaining about everything. Um, has he scored a goal yet? He has. I think he's had. I think he has one goal. Yeah, he he it, it, he took him a long time to get a goal. He had that goal against the Blues' call back. That was yep. funny. I'm looking. Uh, looks like he has three goals on the season. Okay. Wow, 13 points in 30 games for Jonathan Taves. Mm. That time off didn't do him any favors. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Respect the guy. Also hate the guy. <clears throat> What's his cap at? Like 10. Oh, it's like 9. ten. It's like ten million in it. It's ten, ten. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, you know, at the time they signed that they both got those. Uh, Kane and and uh, Taze got the same amount of money uh, per season. I think a lot of people thought, okay, well, Kane, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I think people were like, oh, we like Taze, but he's not a ten million a year guy. And you know what? He's on the hundred greatest players of all time list. I don't agree with that. I mean, he's a Pretty he's sure, a good yeah. he's a good player. He's a good. How captain. is how is he on there and Joe Thornton wasn't? <clears throat> because because he was the captain of the Hawks when they won their first cup in forever. Yeah, but That's, yeah, that is it. I, I I mean, I get that sentiment, uh, and I get that maybe it was why, but it's a stupid reason. You know, mm-hmm. I I just I, he's a good he was a good player. He's been a great player. He's just the hundred best ever. No, 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 not even no. close. I mean, good captain, great captain, just not, he's not at that level, which is weird. I mean, 
anyway, uh, Winter Classic uh, in Minnesota tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, where did you guys watch the uh, 2017 Winter Classic versus Chicago? Where were you? So for those that don't remember, that was actually not held on January 1st. It was held right. on January 2nd because right. of bowl games. It was on a Sunday, and so they they played it because most people still had the second off. So yeah, I actually unfortunately my wife was working, so I, it was just me and my son sitting at home and watching the game together. So that's and a lot of my close friends that were going to watch the game didn't get off until right at game time because they still didn't have those those that time off. So I was like. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to wait around and, and miss some of the pregame stuff, so I'm just going to sit at home and watch it. So that's what we did. Where are you at, Bill? Were you at home? Yeah, I was I was at home, too. Um, and the whole time lamenting the fact that I passed on a $400 ticket to the game. Mm. You could you, you could get tickets for this game for 100 and some odd dollars. Um, right. Because people are trying to unload them. Because <laughs> it's right. so cold. It'd be freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I had talked with uh, my buddy Ryan, who um, lives up in Minnesota now, and uh, we've been talking, you know, throughout the fall about you know possibly getting together and going to the game up there. Um, and ticket prices were just were insane. I mean, you could get stuff in the upper deck that you know were a couple hundred bucks a piece, and that just that wasn't going to be worth the flight. And, yeah. And right. so you know, sh- you know, wish I would have had a uh, a plane ticket in the back of my pocket because yeah, now would be the right time to go and and buy something because uh, yeah, yeah, it's I I fear it's going to be sparsely attended. Yeah. Um i'd go i mean if, if i was if i was already in minnesota my, my daughter wanted to go she was like oh, can we go can we go i mean she's just a, a a social butterfly she has to do she wants to do everything um but then she wanted to go i'm like oh, i'll be great to go but i'm like it's in minnesota it's like take a flight to you guys up there um i didn't want to pay you know the 200 and some odd dollars for each ticket or what 300 bucks whatever it was um for tickets and then you know, and they were they were selling pretty quick, and I knew that if I wanted to go, I was to buy them early because uh, they'll cost more later. But now, it's I mean, it's, it pays off to wait because you're gonna get them cheaper than than gate prices right now if you want to go last second. So, and it, it's you know, it ser- serves the people right that bought a bunch of tickets and trying to sell them uh, for a profit. Like, eh, you know, I mean, capitalism and all, I get it, but uh, uh, part of me is like, ah, ah it's, that's kind of funny. Honestly, I would probably still consider going up there, even as far as yesterday or two days ago. Um, but we've got a trip, which I know I told you guys about coming up, that we're actually going to see the Blues in New Jersey at the end of February. Oh, so Philadelphia. my point is, yeah. I'm sorry, Philadelphia. Yes, Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm watching the New Jersey game I know right your now, life so. better than you do. Yes, you do. Uh, no, I'm watching the New Jersey game, so that's what came out. But no, uh, going to Philly at the end of February to see the Blues in Philadelphia. So I said, you know what? That's going to be my trip this year. I don't okay. uh, think I need to take two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't think sitting in the cold would bother me. I'd just bundle up, right? And I'd yep. get some hand warmers and whatever. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, if the sight lines, okay, I wouldn't mind sitting uh, out in the, the negative 17 uh, wind feel, right? Uh, I was going to feel outside uh, tomorrow. But uh, if, if the sight lines were better, maybe, but if you're going there and you really can't, you're not close to the ice, I hear that when you, I mean, when you go, it's like, it's hard to, you know, 
you're not close to the mm-hmm. to the ice and it's hard to see stuff especially down low like your more expensive seats you're down low and you can't it's it's better to sit up high at least you can kind of see down on the ice as opposed to sitting low and looking out towards the rink is stuff in the way i don't know i you think it'd be better to sit up high uh in an outdoor game but whatever i don't know it, it, i i think the experience will be just fine home on the couch in front of the fireplace uh watching fans freeze their asses off but yeah. uh it'll definitely be toques on helmets weather for yeah uh, for the keepers it'll be it'll be uh mr alaska uh rangers yeah. <laughs> on the ice did they what was the temperature of at game time for the mr alaska the rangers and mystery game remember oh they said it was like negative 45 or something no it wasn't that cold wasn't it <laughs> it wasn't that cold that would be like a record in the U.S. Um, well, yeah, for Mystery Alaska, though, yeah. Well, it's U.S. It's a fictional US. town. No, nah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's like negative six or something. Yeah, I I forget what it was for the the original um, outdoor game, the the Oilers and Canadians. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, this is I think that still um, holds the record for the coldest uh, outdoor NHL game to date. And it's going to get eclipsed tomorrow. Yeah. This is this is that is too obscure of a question, even for Google, Kurt. I thought what they, was the temperature in Mystery Alaska in that movie? In the in the Rangers uh, Mystery, I'm I'm sure they yeah. mention it. I'm sure they do. They do. I remember they do. Yeah. I'll have to watch it now. Yeah. Anybody listening uh, know the temperature of the game between? But the no, I, Bill. I was going to say I when they said that uh, this was going to be cold, the coldest Winter Classic game. I thought about that Edmonton Montreal game way back when yeah. um and i yeah i think that the temperature then was like negative four maybe it wasn't as cold yeah. as fahrenheit celsius yeah yeah it was yeah because it was canadian so you yeah. really have to quote it in, in celsius right <laughs> yeah uh but. i was in my basement just watching the game in 17. so i i mean it was uh i think i was uh, uh yeah, had a washer delivered or something. I don't know, it was something weird. I was <laughs> like delivery people coming with a washer and dryer. Um, but yeah, uh, fantastic, uh, good times. Bought some memorabilia. Um, you know, 2016. So last like five, six years uh, has been a pretty eventful uh, time, special time for Blues fans uh, in what's happened. So in 2016. Uh, we exercised the demons against Chicago and finally uh, beat them in a playoff series in seven games uh, after we had some heartbreakers a couple of times before. Um, and Chicago hasn't been the same since. Uh, it was the, uh, the fantastic uh, finish that game seven, the double post from, from Keith at Brower. the post was, I, well, right. Brower scored yeah, the yeah. goal for the Blues, but the double post against uh, Elliot was with Keith's shot. I mean, Keith shot Keith or Seabrook. One of the two, I think it was. Yeah. One of those two guys. Such a, such a good, such a great game seven. Um, and then the, uh, in, in the next year, 2017, the winter classic, uh, win versus the Blackhawks. 2018 was the, uh, you know, the season was, the, was uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, but, uh, the, the off season in 18 was the greatest off season acquisitions in franchise history, which led to the 2019 amazing cup run. And uh, 2020 was the All-Star Game in St. Louis uh, and, uh, and and first place in the Western Conference when the season was uh, paused and then and it'll be cut short. 
due to COVID. And 2021, first place in the division to end 2021, which is right now. Um, and a lot to look, a lot to look forward to for this team. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of young kids on this team that driving this team. Um, so uh, you know the 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 player acquisitions. Uh, and the young kids, uh, you would think that, you know, people were saying, you know, before the season, windows closing or windows closed for the cup. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they're playing yeah. really well. They've got some young kids that are really dynamic and are really good. It's a very deep team. So uh, this window is wide open right now. Um, they're good enough. There's, whether they're going to do or yeah. not, who knows? Yeah, I mean, the way that they're playing now, I mean, the the fact that they didn't implode with all of the roster turnover uh, because of injury and COVID-19, you know, this this team has, has really almost, you know, found another gear during that time frame when you'd expect that they would be, you know, really just wanting to tread water and get through it and get guys through the, you know, through having the infection and and back in the lineup. But, man, the, everybody that they've brought in has been impactful and and has has contributed to the success of the 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 team and we we have played so incredibly well i mean everybody charlie lindgren yeah, that's um, crazy isn't yeah, it? it's crazy yeah john you know john gillies he he got one game and played really well mm -hmm. um I was that and, game. you know just you know that that timing wasn't uh wasn't good for him to to stick around um with bennington coming back and and now it looks like who's gonna be pretty close um but yeah, I mean those guys. Even Toropchenko, you know, he his first game should have scored a couple of goals, yeah, um, and is is playing the right style, right? They're they're playing that heavy forecheck game that that was so successful in 2019. So there is so much to be excited about um, as we go forward, and you know I think that coming off that game against Edmonton, you know, the, you you love that, you love seeing them. Um, see that one out and getting the win and, you know, setting it up going into tomorrow, right? There's just so much to be excited about. And now we just have to hope that the game goes off tomorrow. And it's, and it's funny because um, you mentioned the roster turnover since 19 has been significant. And also the, the, the style of this team, the makeup was, is, is vastly different. We're not a heavy smothering team anymore uh we're much more about puck movement um playing fast and it's it, 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 and, and we're still getting the results and this has been honestly uh, the most of the, the the franchise's history has been at the very least a competitive team save for a few years here and there right but uh it was i mean they, they've they've been very good and it's uh blues fans uh, are probably spoiled um, in terms of uh, having a team that is good um, with just the one cup win. And we have a special guest in studio. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Shay, do you want to say hi? Say hi. Jeff's son, Shay. Shay. Say hi. Hi. Hey. Yeah, he say, Shay, say he can hear us. Let's, say let's yeah. go. Go. Say go. go. Blues. Yeah, there you let's go. go blues. Let's go blues. Yep. Yeah, we'll be watching the Winter Classic tomorrow. He loves need, watching the games now. Need to teach him uh, Red Wings suck. Oh, we'll get there. Shay, can <laughs> you say say 
Red <laughs> wings <laughs> suck. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's a quick learner. <laughs> he's natural. <laughs> he's <laughs> awesome. Ah, let's see. Uh, then, and then I was running on the timeline, and then this year the Winter Classic, and currently in first place in the Central. And who knows uh, how the rest of the season is going to go or next season? I mean, there's, it, it, since sixteen, uh, and before that even. I mean, since since the Blues came out of their uh, their three uh, year skid uh, where they were awful uh, in the mid two thousands, they've been. I mean, the, since bringing in you know Oshi back as Peron and the the drafted players uh they've been a great team best record in the nhl or in the western conference most points uh since i think 2010 or 11. so i mean in, enjoy this i mean we talked before the season started about how deep this team was and people were saying about the their their cup windows closing or closed i'm like I, we talked about how deep this team was and how good they could be and when they're healthy they're a good team so just got to get the, just got to make, I mean, they had some defensive issues that are, that's looking better. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but it still would be nice to get a tough, big stay at home, effective defense. I agree. That's the yeah. one thing I think missing from this team, but man, yeah. I mean, like you said, enjoy it. And yeah, we're all sitting here worried about the playoffs. Can they repeat or not repeat, but well, repeat as 82 game champions. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, like you said, just enjoy it, fans. That's what I always get so upset. Well, it doesn't matter if they're winning now. It matters what they do in the playoffs. Oh, I never, I never liked that. I, even before they won the cup. For me, it was always, yeah, you know, you want to see them win in the playoffs. That is more important. But this is entertainment. We're supposed to be entertained, right? So enjoy the games that are being played now. Some of my best memories in hockey ever up until the cup run, obviously we hadn't won a cup before 19, but I mean, fantastic memories of regular season games, playoffs, you know, in series we lost, but my God, I mean, I, I, I the, the fondest memories of just remembering certain plays, players, just that time of my life. Um, so much fun. I wouldn't trade it, you know, for anything. I, I'm, we, we, we got the cup eventually, which is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the, the teams with, uh, you know, Jeff Brown, uh, 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 Doug Gilmore, you know, all of it just, just, just going back for forever. Uh, so much fun. Uh, 6 p.m. St. Louis start time for the game tomorrow. It's going to be cold. We talked about that. Uh, negative five degrees right now, or at least was yesterday. Uh, the forecast at puck drop uh, will feel like negative 17. Uh, it will be, if that holds, the coldest winter classic ever. Um, you know, on one hand, a, a 6 p.m. start for the winter classic is great. Uh, because I think, in generally speaking, no sun uh, it was is much better for not only just TV viewing, but uh, the, for the players and probably well, the fans and that's, too. But in Minnesota, that's it's going to be a lot cold. Why is <laughs> right. because TNT wanted the prime time. Because what else are they going to? They even said like, what else we're going to show at prime time on New Year's Day? Right. right. And also, if you look back at the Lake Tahoe game last year, all the trouble they had, it was cold enough, but the sun was out. And all the dark graphics under the ice, when the sun's out, that's that much warmer. And yep. so there was slush over where the graphics were, and they had to cancel. Yep. They had to postpone the game until later at night when the sun went down. So and the ice could be fixed. They didn't even postpone until night. Didn't they postpone until like midnight local time? It was late. Yeah, well, they had to. Yeah. Let, they had to repair the ice and everything and let that let it refreeze yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, it. 
That was bad. I, 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 I never understood why they don't do more of that, more evening games. Because then there's less competition with bowl games too, right? There's a lot of bowl games during the day. Right. I guess there's some evening too, but um, yeah. But still, you no know, sun. It's just a better. I think it's better on camera presentation, uh, better TV presentation, and less slush. Uh, it's probably colder um, in a lot of cities too. So, right. I saw a headline earlier that said that the NHL is probably actually going to have to put some heat on the ice <laughs> to keep it from breaking because yeah. it's going to be so cold tomorrow. That's what. I, that's know? a good point because I read an article that somebody was saying, well, the you know they won't have a problem with the ice because of the temperature. And I thought, no, it's too cold. It's too cold. You know, it's going right. to, the, that ice is pretty thin. It's not, it's not like six inches thick. You know, the ice is like what inch or two thick tops. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that is, if, it, if it's too cold, it's too brittle. It gets brittle. So, right. well, and it's like, if it's Lake Tahoe where it's literally just ice and upon ice upon ice. Okay. You can make that work, but yeah, with six inches of ice, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Or two inches. What is it? It's, it's, two, it's two inches. Yeah, I think you're right. Two inches or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of people selling tickets. We talked about that. Um, I think that's hilarious. Uh, this is the battle for first place. Minnesota and St. Louis. Uh, Brube said Barbashev and Bushnevich and Sunquist uh, should be good to go for the Winter Classic. Uh, Didn't should... Sunquist come off protocol today? Uh yeah well he, he yeah he did off. well he didn't come off he wasn't off in time for last game Although, yeah but I just he... think that's I think that might it might be a little these guys want to participate in the game because usually don't they want a couple days to <laughs> sorry <laughs> must be to play bop it we're not playing bop it right now buddy um but <laughs> I play bop it. <laughs> It's fun. It's a great game. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, I'm. I just afraid. Does he? Is he going to have his legs under him? Right. Yeah. Because you can't skate when you're in COVID protocol. Right. So today's going to be his first day skating before the big game. Now you can't skate with the team. Can you skate otherwise? Like on your own? I don't think you're allowed to leave your house. You can't use oh, the yeah, practice it's, it's, facility. It's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Um. Uh, we have yet. This will be. This should be the first. Uh, barring any other issues, should be the first time we've had a full roster in forever. Um, and we've yet to play Minnesota. Did you mention Shen? No, but uh, Shen has yeah. been skating, and they expect him to play too. He's been yeah. skating for a while. Yeah, uh, he has. So, I mean, his legs should be okay, you think. Uh, Minnesota hasn't played a lot of hockey lately. Uh, four of their last six games have been postponed, and the two they played during those six, they lost – one to Buffalo, three to two in a shootout, and a seven to four loss to Dallas, and they lost the two games prior to that. Those six games, as well as six to four loss to Vegas and a two to one loss to L.A. Minnesota's last win was on December 9th versus San Jose, five to two. Uh, they've lost four straight and haven't played since December 20th. Uh, and it's not like they've had a lot of COVID issues either. They're uh, during the losing streak. They're they're just losing. So, yeah. um, I think, I think a lot of people may have thought that Minnesota is overachieving, uh, up to this point in the season. So maybe they're coming back down to earth a little bit. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I thought they were playing over their heads a little bit, but, uh, we'll see. I think the blues are playing well. Minnesota is, uh, riding a losing streak. Uh, so I, I mean it, that, you know, it's a, it's it on paper, it bodes well for the blues to have a good game. So. Hopefully uh, that carries over. 
Uh, Doug Paddock, we should mention his comment to uh, uh, completely wipe away what I said. Sunquist was skating prior to the Oilers game. He came off COVID protocol the day before the Oilers okay. game. So he'll be fine. No issues there. I, I thought it was today, but uh, that's good to hear. Okay. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, Hockey Reference posted this uh, on, show this on Twitter. And uh, I, whenever they do this kind of thing, like every state's favorite, whatever, it's, it's meant to get clicks and views and spark discussion, which, okay, we'll do it. I'll play along. But uh, this, so they did a poll of some kind. And so it lists every state's uh, in the U.S. and every province in Canada, their favorite hockey player as a whole. And Missouri's is Wayne Gretzky. Do you buy that? As far Texas as... Texas is. Texas is, is Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> no, that no. feels weird. Like, I, I get that in states that, you know, even maybe like Georgia, a Wayne Gretzky be in there, but... With Dallas winning the Stanley Cup, Florida and having good teams, how is it not Mike Madano or Flores Wayne Gretzky too? Flores Wayne Gretzky too. Right? How? Yeah. It, yeah. It's it, Tennessee is Wayne Gretzky. How? <laughs> how is it not? You know, Shea Weber or they, Pecorine? Tennesseans right? can't even I, spell Gretzky. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Excellent Louisiana's. <laughs> Louisiana's. Uh, Ron Hextall. Well, you know what? I mean, how was Ron Hextall just passing through Louisiana and they said, who's your favorite player? And he said, Ron Hextall. And that's the only person they asked. That is a weird, that is a weird, I mean, it's not like, you know, Louisiana is right next to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, that is odd. That's an odd one. Uh, but yeah. Line a is, what is that? New Mexico? That is, that's weird right too. Texas. Yeah, well, there's like four, there's like 24 people in in New Mexico, so that's I true. mean they maybe maybe there's like three or four Jets fans. I don't know. You Missouri actually makes more sense to me than the Texas, I, Louisiana, not, the Florida. I'm not saying Missouri's the worst by any means. I just don't buy it because I mean you telling me that Wayne Gretzky is a more favorited player in Missouri than Brett Hull, Al McKinnis. Uh, any of a number of the players that were on the Bernie team was still Federko was still on like part of Blues Nation. Yeah, I mean Federko is beloved. Plager, uh, I mean b- beloved players. Wayne Gretzky is not beloved here in Missouri. Uh, uh, he's beloved. I'll say he's, he's beloved. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Like the other guys. Wayne Gretzky is admired. I get that. Lo- I, I mean, is admired, respected, but half a half of Blues Nation hates Wayne Gretzky. Let's be honest. They don't like him because of what happened in 90, with the turnover at center. I, I mean, it's that half, half of them hold a grudge. They think he cost the Blues that game. So, and that's, Harris and, asks uh, the article's link. I don't know if you have that, Kurt. If you can post that in the YouTube chat. I don't think he says he's one. curious what Arkansas is. What what is Arkansas? I, I, Arkansas, Arkansas is Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Along with Idaho, I yeah I see. <laughs> I don't have a link for it. Uh, if you go to hockeyreference.com's Twitter account, they shared it. They didn't share a link to this. They just posted the infographic. So that's what I'm, I'm going right. by. 
Um, is that Montana that's and, and you can't Jenner? tell me that this this is at all historical because Carey Price is the favorite in Quebec. And right. no offense. He's he is he's an amazing goaltender, but um, you know, Guy Lafleur, Patrick Waugh, Larry Robinson, Maurice Richard, right? Jean Beliveau. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, favorite players? I mean, what are you asking like eighteen year old kids? Or yeah, you know, I mean it's like I don't know. I've how about it's, the Northwest Territories being Pavel Dimitra? Yeah, that too. That's a little odd. Is there a How high Slovak? Maybe there's a high Slovak population there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sidney Crosby. I mean, you'd think he'd be. Oh, he's he's a little. He's yeah. He's up there. Sydney's uh in the Nunavut area. The Nunavut he's in Ar- area. Right? Sidney Crosby, Arizona too. That's that's odd. Yeah, would that be Austin, like maybe Austin Matthews? You would think, since he's from there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. So, some of these are weird. Some of these are funny. Uh, like I, I would love, and they didn't really say who they pulled, how they pulled, how many, uh, how scientific it was. I can't imagine that it was very scientific. <laughs> um, but whatever. I, uh, you, you would Steve think. Matt Harris says. You know what's great about this is that. Wayne Gretzky is the favorite player in Missouri, but not in Alberta. What is that? Yeah, how is that possible? I mean, okay, McDavid is a is a favorite, maybe amongst young fans now, but if you pulled all age groups, come on, it's 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 Wayne Gretzky probably, right? It's it has gotta to be. be. It's got to be. So weird. Chris Letang is Hawaii's favorite, apparently. Uh, it's just so odd. <laughs> Maybe he vacationed there, and I don't know. Maybe one time, <laughs> has a home there in the summer. I don't know. Vasilevsky is Alaska. Is he from Alaska? No, he's not from. I mean, is he? No. Is he go to? Uh, he didn't like. Isn't like live there? Does he? That's what I meant. Maybe I don't. I would doubt it. I yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. <laughs> you would think he'd live in in Florida somewhere. That's the literally the exact opposite of where he plays hockey. Right, I know. You can't get farther away either. Uh, I hate Florida. I got to get away when I'm not there. <laughs> anyway, it's it's kind of funny, kind of comical. I don't. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I understand Wayne Gretzky in Missouri, but it doesn't. But I don't not fully because there's so many more players that would be favorites here, and how he's not the favorite in Alberta is weird. Um, anyway. And Austin Matthews in in uh, uh, Ontario. That's uh, I mean, so many great Maple Leaf players, right? I I don't get it. Ah, okay. Um, so uh, I shared this on Twitter, and there was uh, there was a <laughs> there was a response uh, to the original post from the hockey reference, and this is uh, the account JVBC fifty seven. At Vicenza Veneto, must be Italian. Uh, why would anyone pick a goalie as a favorite player? It's the equivalent of picking a place kicker. <laughs> wow, <laughs> worst. And I and I did comment on Twitter. I was like, this is the worst take I've ever seen. I think uh, it's awful. my favorite player it's right now is a goaltender. I one of my favorite players, Chris Joseph, is it was a goalie. I mean, he's like top three for me. So well, and, just, and I guess Bill Day is nobody's favorite player ever. Yeah, I shouldn't you're, be. You're not. You're not allowed to be anyone's favorite player, Bill. Bill's favorite player yeah. is uh. Well, who is your who is your favorite player, Bill? Not favorite Blues we player. Might. Favorite player all time. 
my my favorite player currently all time or my all time patrick yeah. wah okay. hands down goalie yeah so but and liud is up there Liud's, so. liud is right up there he's the reason why i started playing goal but uh patrick yeah. wah redefined the position so he did how about non-goalie what's what's your what is your favorite non-goalie of all time um federko hmm. wow nice solid choice friend of the show friend of the show yeah you know what's something funny about federico is that i think uh he tends to be forgotten it's been a while right and i think people think of him more as a broadcaster now the kids do anyway uh than a player and i think when you list favorite players i think you might get a lot of responses for federico from the the folks who are around when he was playing but it's a, it's a shame that i don't think uh, he's appreciated as much as he probably should be from uh, newer fans, fans in the come around the past twenty years or so. Honestly, even fans at the time, I mean, people still say one of the most underrated players of all time because he played in the Gretzky Lemieux era. Yeah, and he he was a hell of a player in his own right. Um, you know, they, they called behind the net Gretzky's office, but I think technically uh, Federico was doing it before Gretzky. Yeah. So um, I remember on the Puck Podcast, uh, our friends over there, they uh, they were going through Hall of Famers uh, for each team. And, and I remember they said, Bertie Federko for the St. Louis Blues. Really? And they looked up his stats and they were like, and they're they're very smart hockey guys. But they were like, wow, we didn't realize he had such a good career. And it's like, yeah, because nobody ever talked about him because it was always Gretzky Lemieux. Yeah. The same guy uh, also responded to somebody else saying Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup three times in five years with three different goalies. They're not game changers, only as good as the team in front of them. <laughs> He's just yeah, following up one that, bad take after another. I'll say, I, right. I'd say that might be true for a few goalies here and there, but not the not the, the majority of goaltenders in the NHL. A good no, goalie can you, sink you a need, bad. Go ahead, Bill. You need a strong goalie to win the Cup. And the Hawks had, well, the Hawks aren't the best example here, but look at, look, just look at the Blues. Bennington. The Blues do not win that cup without Jordan Bennington playing out of this world goaltending for the Blues. I mean, I would go as far to say the same case with Andre Vasilevsky. As good as Tampa is, Mm -hmm. he's had two unbelievable runs here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Montreal could Montreal could easily have won that series if Vasilevsky didn't shut them down last year. And mm-hmm. you know, it it I mean I, I'd yeah. say it really was over after game three in that series, but Vasilevsky was impenetrable. And and Bergevin still has a job if Vasilevsky doesn't shut down Montreal. And they went that's and true. Won the <laughs> so really it's so a blessing in disguise you. for you, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, a good, a, a, a good goalie can carry a bad team. We saw it with Hashik in Buffalo, right? Not a, no, ha, Buffalo mm-hmm. wasn't a bad team, but Hashik was that team. He's the reason why they were successful and they got to like Stanley Cup final, uh, against Hall and the Stars. But, uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a bad goalie can sink a good team. You, I mean, you saw that, uh, you see it all the time. Roman Turek, Roman Turek for the Blues against Colorado. Yeah, I mean, he had a bad series. And it and the Blues were playing well overall, outplayed Colorado in a chunk of that series, didn't get the results because their goaltending was porous. Anyway, 
Uh, anything else, guys? We can wrap it up and, and be on our way, and uh, we can go to our, our do-nothings for New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big um, do-nothings. That's right. Yeah. The only thing I, I would have left um, during the show, uh, it's breaking that uh, Betty White has passed away at age 99. So You missed that earlier. Yeah. A toast. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but yes, we should toast uh, Betty White. We, it was a good uh, call. When I was gone, well, yes. cheers. Here's yeah. to Betty White. Cheers, Betty White. And your uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, love affair that never really uh, materialized. <laughs> 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 Which I, I, I guess Bill missed that too. Ryan Reynolds, uh, uh, just a couple days ago, when they're talking about her celebrating her, her 100th, he lamented yep. about the lost love or whatever it was that he did. He never got over her. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. She can't hear us. But. Bye bye. Sign off. Bye bye. Sign off. Time to go. Gotta play Bop It. <laughs> All right. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636 393 8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the places, one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 16 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Damker Price, until next time, everyone. Happy New Year. Be safe. Be happy. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Happy New Year. Uh, enjoy the Winter Classic. And Shay, can you say it? Say, let's go. Say, go. go. Blues. <laughs> yeah. It could be. <laughs> Love it. All right. See you guys. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.